Okay, so we're talking about Tzitzis. What I want to talk about tonight is another chalik of the halachas, and that is what happens when something goes wrong. What's my, in other words, we all start off with Muhura Dekat Tzitzis, we all start off with Tzitzis, which uh, are in pristine condition, but the mice are an article of clothing, and things tend to get worn out and break. Okay, so well, the question is, what happens when Tzitzis wear out? And it starts to break, it starts to tear. So what are the problems which can happen to Tzitzis? What are the ways to remedy the problems? And when do we say that it's a slow kosher? When do we say that they're possible? So we're going to deal with this in two halves. The one is what applies to the strings of the tzitzis. And then afterwards we'll talk about, as Hashem, what applies to the baggage, you know, to the, the, the garment itself of the tzitzis. Again, what could go wrong, what one can do to fix stuff, and when it's possible. Okay, so when it comes to the strings of the tzitzis, we know from a pasuk that the two psukim, one, the tzitzis are called the psil, Another one they're called gdilim, and the one means strings which hang loosely, and the other one means strings which are knotted together or wound, wound around each other. And because of that, the halacha is that part of the tzitzis has to be a psil and part of it has to be a gdil, which means part of it has to be strings which are hanging loose, part of it has to be tied and then wound around and tied again. Midaraisa, the fact that it has one knot and then one, according to Lara one set of, let's say, turns, wrappings, and then the second knot is already considered. Is yaitse the chelik that it's that it's tied up that it's wound together, but uh, as we know the minag is it's already brought in the gemara to have five knots and then four separate amounts of turns or, or wrappings in between them. The different minhagim exactly how to do that. The most prevalent minag is the minag brought in the shulchan aruch and the Rama, and that is to have seven, eight, eleven, thirteen. There's also the minag of the Arizal, which is yudke vavke, which is ten, five, six, five, whatever it is. The other minhagim as well. But uh, that's only a common which we map around to have so many. Now, the problem with wrapping is, firstly, the knot has to be a double knot. Right? When, one's, when one's, just one bow isn't a knot, therefore it has to be a double knot. A double knot, and then one wraps around the whatever amount of wrappings it is. There's a second knot, and the same thing the third, and the same thing the fourth. Okay, the, it's brought in the Mishnabura that it's a hitter that the amount of space between all the knots should be the same. And therefore, in order to do that, the person has to make the first so to speak, wraps much looser so that uh, the, the seven times round at the beginning will be the same distance, the same space, as 13 times in the last one. What's the basis of this header? It looks more symmetrical. He said it looks nicer, yeah. It's also brought as a header that there should be half and half, which means, or a third, two-thirds, and that is the amount of the strings which hang by themselves should be double the amount of the area which is a gdil again it's only a chumra. At least two thirds. But if a person wants it much longer than that, the gemara should then share the matter. So you can have it as long as you want. The problem with very long tzitzis, like we saw last time, is that it's a bizarre to the mitzvah that tzitzis should be on the floor. And then if a person wants to wear longer threads, he's going to have to make sure every time he sits down that the tzitzis he holds them, holds them in his hand or picks them up, they don't trail on the floor. Okay. So sometimes that one long... ...at the end, we will see that there's a chumr not to use metal to do that. Not to use metal to do that, because just like by Mizbech, metal is considered a symbol of a sword, something which is destructive, and it is a mitzvah which protects the person, like the Mizbech, and therefore it's brought in the Mishabur and in the earlier place can bring not to use metal to cut tzitzis with. So what alternatives are there? So the best thing to do would be to use something else which is sharp. Because what we're going to talk about tonight, Be'ez Hashem, that one of the problems that can happen to tzitzis is that the ends of the threads tend to unravel themselves. I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, the sharper the knife you use to cut it with, the less likely it is to happen. 
Whereas when he cut him with someone which isn't sharp, that itself is causing the threads, the threads to start to fray, and it's going to let him to unwrap. And therefore, if we go into his metal, the next best option, if a person has one, is a ceramic knife or glass, which is also sharp and can also cut smoothly. It's brought, what they used to do is use their teeth. Most person's teeth are not that sharp, and therefore, if you're going to chew off the end of your titties, it's going to cause it to fray, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes. Let's go back to what I was saying before. So, the way we make a titties is with the turns in between each of the nuts. Now, the problem is like this. You're talking about something which isn't very thin, the strings are quite thick, and as a result of that, when a person starts, so to speak, turning with a longer thread, he's coming from, not from the side, but from the middle, because whatever that came out of the previous nut, that's where he's starting to turn from. And if that's the case, when you turn around the nuts, when do we consider it to be a full revolution? Because there's a certain point where the string starts from, and then if you turn it around one time, two times, three times, whatever it is, then it's, it's, it needs a certain amount of proficiency to end the last turn exactly the same place you started it. So it's going to come out seven or eight or whatever is in each place. Otherwise, people tend naturally to do an extra one when you have an, an extra amount of threads. <coughs> the way to make sure that happens is that when a person makes a second knot, so he brings the thread which is turning around into the other threads from the point that the revolution ends, and then he ties the knot. If you're going to just use it, if you're going to hold the thread separately and then outside tie the knot, it's going to go around another time. And therefore, if a person, let's give an example, if a person is going to um, go around the other threads like this, and then at the end, instead of going around to tie the knot, you should put it inside the other threads, wherever it ends, and then tie the knot, so you have an exact evolution. So you put it through the middle, and that way you have an exact amount of whatever started, that's where it ends. If you're going to go around tie from the outside, it's automatically going to go around another time. Okay. Now, the first problem is that the, with cities, and this is a regular problem, the knots tend to undo themselves. And the knots tend to undo themselves. They tend to come loose. And it's, we understand why that happens. You know, the Gemara says, in a few places, the Gemara says, if a person has a knot in a single hair, and the Gemara is talking about chatzitz, the Gemara in sukkah, the Gemara in Arabin, if there's a knot in one hair, the Gemara says it's a knot they'll never undo. You can try it. You take one hair, tie a knot in it, you'll never undo that knot. It's too, it's too fine to, help to open it up again. But says the Gemara, if you have three hairs which are knotted together, then it's not a chatzitz, because it's going to undo itself. Three heads are very really too thick that if, even if it's going to curl around itself and become a knot, it's going to undo itself. It's not, it doesn't hold itself together. And if that's just the case, if you're talking about the tittest threads which are much thicker than a person's hairs, and there are eight of them, then for sure they're not going to undo themselves. It's not a strong knot. And therefore, the post can bring that a person should always tighten the, the knots of their tittest again, because that way it's going to hold it from coming apart. And if a person doesn't do that, eventually not only will they not come apart, but the, the rounds he did before will tend to unravel themselves as well. And therefore, it's a header when a person checks his tittis to tighten the tittis so that they're not stay in their place. Yeah. Now, obviously, a person can't do their own Shabbos because it's a uh, dinner of kosher. It might not be the rice, it might not be a kasher shal kayama, but it's definitely also at least on the rabbinic level. And therefore, a person shouldn't t- tighten the threads of the, the knots of the tittis on Shabbos, but any other time, a person should care. The, because it's going to come apart again. Uh, it depends. It depends how long it lasts for. It could be. It could be for the last seven days. It will be kayama. It could be it'll come for tomorrow. It depends on the thickness of your of your strings. Really, it says how long they last. Um, now, that's the first point. There's a question which is asked in the post game, and that is, let's say I go to the the mikvah or I'm getting dressed in the shower, or wherever it is. And I notice my tzitzis when I'm putting them on. Uh, the threads are coming loose. Is there any problem tightening the threads in a mikvah or in a bathroom or anything like that? And the rochas is no problem. It's not called making the tzitzis, and therefore there's no din of lishma in tightening the threads, and therefore a person would be allowed to tighten the threads even in a place where you wouldn't be allowed to make the tzitzis. 
Okay, so that's our first issue, and that is that the nuts come loose and the person should tighten them. Now, the second problem we spoke about already before, and that is the ends of the tzitzis tend to unravel themselves. As you know, the way the tzitzis is made is a number of threads which are shazur, which are twisted together, but eventually they're going to start unraveling themselves. The halacha is, it's still kosher. Even if all eight threads were unraveled themselves, which in the Russian Shulchan Aruch means now you have 16 threads, it will still be kosher. It's not mahuda, but it's kosher. Um, but it's still, so what should... Each string untwisted to itself, so now you've got a number of threads instead of each string. Right? And that love is still kosher, but it's a hidden mitzvah to just twist them back in, in together again. Now, the Shulchan Aruch says the answer to do is to tie a knot at the end. Because if you tie a knot at the end of the string, it's going to stop unraveling itself. Now it's held in place. The Ramah doesn't like that. The Ramah holds a person should rather not tie knots at the end of the strings. He, the reason why the Ramah doesn't like it is Machlokis and Nachronim. Some say it's because you be mostly from the amount of knots in the tzitzis. They're only meant to be the five knots of all the threads together when the person's making the between the rounds. And adding, adding extra knots is like a little bit of a baltosif. Some say it's nothing to do with that. You're not, this is a knot on a specific thread, not on the whole, all the tzitzis together. But the problem is it doesn't look nice. And they have to lack in the Hidur Mitzvah. Whatever the case... Uh, so you're not saying it is bother, it's lack of baltosif. You meant to have five knots on the tzitzis. And that's been the, the Gemara says. The Gemara says that the Titus is a Gemara to 600, plus the eight threads, plus the five knots, you get to 613. So you see there's an Indian in having five knots in the Titus. I could branch on my Titus to prevent it from fraying. Right, that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. The Ramah doesn't like it. The Ramah doesn't like it. The post can say this like this. If a person is new to Titus, so leave them alone. If he notices that they start to fray, so then better than they should, that, that, that they should unravel themselves, it's better to... Make a note at the end to stop it. That's what the postcom say. But that was the postcom of then. The postcom of today say to them have a much better answer. There is you have something called lack. Have something called lack. Nail polish. Nail polish. A clear nail polish or glue, which is see-through glue, all these uh, transparent glue. You said you just dip them in because before you dip it in, it's going to stick. And once it sticks, it's not going to unravel itself again. And it doesn't ruin the shame. You're not adding knots. It doesn't take away the way the, the strings look. But the matter you've sealed it in place. And then for Avozna and Shamsawan and others bring, they were very civil later. If you just uh, like stick the ends closed, so to speak, with the lap or with the glue or whatever it's going to be, you achieve the same result. You achieve the same result and you haven't compromised in the header of the mitzvah. People do this? That's right. I've tried this before. It's very easy. It's very easy. It's a soft thread, so it doesn't take a lot to stick them. Right, okay, so that's the second issue. That's the second issue which they could be with Sittis is the fact that they try to unravel themselves. Like we said, it's not a psul, it's just a lack of hidr, and it's reversible, and this is, it's so preventable. Okay, that's our second problem. Now, the, there is another issue with Sittis also, and this is an interesting one, which is brought, not in the Shulchan Aruch, but some of the posts can bring this, and that is, it happens sometimes that outside threads get caught in your Sittis. Now, what's the deal of extra threads which get stuck in the Sittis? So the halach is it's meant to be eight threads, and we see from already a, a, a case in the Gemara that a, an extra thread which are getting into your tzitzis are not meant to be there, and therefore if a, if a person would notice that some other thread according to tzitzis, you should unravel it, take it out, whatever it is, because it's interfering with the tzitzis. Again, it's not a psal, but they bring it, the person should make sure, take it away. And the same thing, what happens if the tzitzis get tangled with themselves? So the Shulchan Aruch already brings that a person should be makbid to untangle his tzitzis, that all the threads should hang loosely, they shouldn't all be mixed with each other. Now, can a person do that on Shabbos? That's a big machlaikis. Is there a problem unraveling threads on Shabbos? It's not a machlaikis. Now it's machlaikis already between um, 
in the Chida. If it's a Kodesh and others, if there's a problem of some kind of Metakin, you know, making something better by, by just separating the threads of the Tzitzis and Shabbos. The uh, Mayans is most most Kimomekel. There are those who say it's some kind of a Metakin or some kind of a Makimopatish, but it's hard to understand why something which is usable the way it is, and it's just the extra hit would be Makimopatish. Either way around, when the week, if a person should be Mefari, they should separate the things of the Tzitzis, it's brought in Shachon Aruch, and Shabbos is a bit of a Shaila. And now we come to the last issue, and that's the main problem, which is a Psul, or could be a Psul potentially, and that is when uh, threads tend to riff, they tend to tear. So what's the then of a, uh, if one of the threads tears? So there's two principles in Halachia. It's a similar Shachon Aruch, of what's the then of the threads which tear? There's two Halachas to remember. The first Halacha is that a, th- a thread is only called torn if it doesn't have a Kedai Lachaf anymore. Which means you can't create a never, which means you can't make it into a bow. Which means it's not very much. An amount of thread which I can curl back on itself to make a bow is already there. I can put it between my fingers right now, is already considered long enough that it's still a thread. So for the threads to tear in a way which the thread becomes possible, would be have to tear right next to the print of the final knot. Anything more than that, even if it's a tiny little bit of a thread, as long as it's enough to curl in itself to make a kidaniva, it's still called a thread, and I'm still be the average with that. It's not the khathila, it's not the but I and that would be the case even if it's applied to all eight threads, like the Shulchan Aruch says. But and now, that's the first thing. So even if my thread snaps somewhere in the middle and it's not some hoda because it doesn't hang like the others do, it doesn't make it osur. It's still a kosher practice. I can still wear it. Um, the second point is, as we know, the four strings in the sitters which are curled, which are folded over through the baggage and then become eight. Right? The is that it's only possible if you've lost the whole string. If you haven't lost, if you've lost a whole string. If you only lost a half of the string, it's not possible. And therefore, 7 out of 8 is okay. Now, what happens if I lose the second string? So now the shayla is, could that be the continue, the other half of the string I already lost? Because if I've lost both halves of the same string, then it's going to be possible. I only have 3. Whereas if I've lost two different halves, then it's still going to be kosher. Now, being as I can't see that, because the, ones the, thre- the, the, the threads are all held together, so I can't see and follow which threads go on where, Right? I don't always know what's a continuation of which thread, unless I mac with it. When I make the tzitzis, I keep each four separate. So when I fold the first four strings through the baguette, and now I keep these four in one place, those four in a different place, and even after I knot them and tie them, I always keep the two sides separate, then I'll know that each thread, the other half of the threads on the other side. And if that's the case, I could lose all four threads on one side and still be kosher, because I have all four on the other side. But if that's the case, um, if, then if, even if I lose four threads on one side, it would still be kosher. However, if I wasn't knocking on that, then if, as soon as I've lost two threads, I already have a problem. This only applies, obviously, to the threads after the knots. If we're talking about the threads before the knots, which means the threads as they come through the clothing, through the baggage, before they get to the knots, then anything, any one thread is going to be possible because that really means two. Right, at the top, right. So any thread which is torn is going to be possible. That's a whole thread which you've lost now. Are you allowed to color code your tzitzis? When you dip it into lac, can you do different colors? So There's a shayla between the shachnarach and the more if you can make different colored tzitzis. The white. Maybe. I don't know. People go blue on one of these trees. Uh, yeah, that's, as I said, white. There are people who use blue. Maybe another time we'll talk about the whole story of tchelis and what is tchelis, what's not tchelis, what the problems are with tchelis. Maybe next week we'll have a discussion about tchelis. Lots to talk about there. And which contain did hold of it, which contain didn't hold of it, we can discuss. In the meantime, for those of us who are still wearing white strings, we've cracked the strings white. 
Now, the halacha is that a person is to check his tzitzis before he puts them on. There's a makhlaikis between the makhlaikis what's the reason? What's the reason the person is to check his tzitzis? Is the reason because otherwise a person might find himself wearing a four-cornered bag which doesn't have tzitzis? Or is the reason because he's going to make a bracha? And if he doesn't, uh, if the tzitzis are fossil or, or not kosher, he's making a bracha levatara. What's the nafkamina between the reasons? The nafkaminas. So what's the nafkamina? For example, if a person, like most of us, are putting on a tarot skatan at home and coming to shul to put on a tarot skatan, and we're only going to make a bracha on a tarot skatan because we hold like the Rambam, and if that's the case, do I have to check my tarot skatan also? And as if the reason is because I'm worried about wearing a bagger of four corners without cities, and I have to check it, I'm putting on a four-cornered bagger. If uh, the only problem is because of the bracha, I'm not making a bracha on the tarot skatan anyway. So if that's the case, I don't have to check my tarot skatan. Now, why aren't you worried? It's really the question is the other way around. Why should we be worried? Yesterday my tits were kosher, so I have a chazaka. I don't know, I don't know if anything happened to them, so I would assume if I were kosher yesterday, I should be kosher today as well. We're not going to go into that Why don't you keep checking it? If things have a cheskas kosher, it should have stayed the way it was. What am I worried about? So the answer is, the answer is that tits, being as they hang free, could get caught in things even without my knowledge. Is that a likely thing to happen? The proof that it's not is that most days when I check my tits, nothing happened to it. And if that's the case, the post can say that it's only chashash of maybe not being Makai in the midst of say, wearing tzitzis because maybe I'm wearing a four-corner baguette and the string got ripped. And remember, you're not talking about one string getting ripped. You're talking about two sides of the same string getting ripped to make it possible. Right? And it has to be ripped completely. So without that, we can run the chazaka. But when it comes to bracha levatala, which might be a later essay, so then we try to be more machmer. And therefore, the, the, even though both reasons are brought, the reason why there are those who hold, and including the Mishnah Burra, that the echo reason is because of the bracha, is because of the, that's the chashash, that we don't want to rely on the chazaka, um, when it could prevent us doing an iser. Now, in the Chayra, there's something here which, in the post which is very interesting. Question? Yeah. There's an interesting thing in the post here, which I don't really understand, but look at the post say. And that is, if you ask me, how long does it take to check the tzitzis? So, the Chayra takes a few seconds before you put in the titles. You look at the tzitzis, you, know, you see that all the strings are there, you're ready to go. Right. Um, even even though we said that there could also be a psal at the beginning of the threads where they reach the, when they go through the baggage before the first knot, it's the first you don't have to check for that because that's not likely to be a pledge if something's going to get torn. So you're just checking the loose threads to make sure they're there. The doesn't take very long. But the poets are all worried about the fact that if you're going to spend the time checking your tits, you're going to miss a bit of a tibur. So I'm not sure exactly if they checked in a much more elaborate way or they were running late anyway. But uh, whatever it is, the person will say that checking your tzitzis, you know, you might miss a little bit of So what's the etzah? So they said the etzah is, when you take your tzitzis off the night before, you should check them then. Why? Because since nothing happened to them between when you took them off to when you put them on again, or when you fold your tires and put it in the status bag, until you take it out today, so then we can run the chazaka. It's only when I'm wearing it, and therefore there's a possibility of it getting ruined or torn, that I have to worry. But if it's safely packed away somewhere, then I don't have to worry. And therefore, in order not to miss fit in the morning, so the post came, I can check my sitters at night. And before I put it away, and then no, I put it away when it's good, and no matter, or after the shakas, I'll take off my titles, before I fold it, I'll check it, and then that's okay, I don't have to check it the next day. Now, like I said, I don't really see why, why it's such a necessity on a daily basis, but why this is very no game is on Shabbos. Because, like we said before, you can't fix anything on Shabbos. So even if a person takes out his Shabbos titles, let's say it's a special, most people have different titles for Shabbos, and uh, he only checks on Shabbos morning when he takes it out. And now he notices the threads have come undone, the knots come loose, the threads go torn, whatever it is, there's nothing he can do about it. Right? After Shabbos, after Musaf, he'll put his titles away and he'll, he'll remember the problem next week when he takes it out the next time. But again, he can't do anything about it. 
And therefore, the eighth day, at least by a person Shabbos status, is after Shabbos. After Shabbos. When he puts his status away, he should check the threads then. Because now's the time that I can fix it and I can deal with it. And uh, if I wanted the problem on Shabbos, when I, when I had something I can do. Anyway, there's a minute Kai Israel to refold the titles with the Shabbos because else in the name of Shabbos, the person can't fold it as he would want to and it creases on Shabbos itself. But at the same time, it's a good opportunity to check the titles and make sure they're good. Okay, so that's what we spoke about, problems which could apply to the threads. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, what could go wrong with the baggage. Let's just what could go wrong with the strings. What could go wrong with the baggage? Strings, strings have to be... Strings from wool. If a person wanted to make strings out of pishton, out of linen, he could do. But it is exactly not to do that because you don't want to come to Kilain. And therefore today we can't mix wool and linen in the cities. So if you're going to choose one, you're going to choose wool. Because I've seen some places have the... Then the rice of is a wool and linen, like the Fosik says. Even though we machmir on other pagodim, it could only be a strabanin. And that's why the Shulchanar of Paskans, that a person's only yotze. Cities if he wears a wooden baguette, kiyodo. Everything is civil, according to the Shulchan Aruch, both the bagot and the strings. The Ramah brings that even though Yerushim Mayim should be machmer like that, but the Mayim any bagot that a person wants to wear, he can make potsetis on. And therefore, the big question is, for Ashkenazim, it's not one of the options, so I don't have to wear a woman bagot. That's it, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. But Ashkenazim, who the Ramah Paskins, that even a cotton bagot or any other kind of bagot in cities, is there a reason to wear dafka wool, or can a person wear cotton? Rabbi finds it in a very unusual job for Rabbi Moshe. They wrote him from Texas. He said it's very hot and it's very hot to wear wool. So Rabbi Moshe writes back to them and he said, You should know the Gemara says that, when I, that the mitzvah of tzitzis protects a person when Hashem gets angry. And therefore it's good to keep the chumrah of wearing wool and tzitzis because Hashem's anger is hotter than Texas. That's very what he writes there. Which is interesting because here I didn't need for Ashkenazim, you rehive on other things as well, not just on wool. But anyway, that's what he writes. It's Yedur, it's brought down in Kesarosh, that the Vilna God used to wear cotton cities. Now, everyone asks... It's a cold place as well. In the Vilna. Now, everyone asks, Pere, how could the Vilna God go against the Chayra and the Sarambam? And she says, You have to wear Dafka wool. Right? And the answer is Pashat. The Vilna God wore his Tadis and Tfilin all day. So he was wearing wool anyway. He had his Tadis on the whole day. So he made it, he didn't have to wear Tadis of wool, he was wearing a Tadis of wool. Right? So the extra thing is he wore this, so he was... Uh, so he used to he used to wear a, a, a cotton tzitzis because then he was wearing his woolen tzitzis. But uh, so the guns not really right too much. But they do bring around for the chaznish. The chaznish kiyedu used to wear cotton tzitzis. The chaznish had a cheshbon, and he said a beggar which a person doesn't want to wear doesn't really have a beggar. And therefore, the beggar that a person doesn't want to wear, it's he's forced to wear. That's not called a beggar. A beggar is something you want to wear. And therefore, the chaznish was in the hot place in Benebrak. And clearly he felt wearing a wooden baguette is something uncomfortable. People don't want to wear it. And then he felt there was a hidden to wear a cotton baguette. He said, this girl would be a baguette the person would be happy to wear. And the person which he doesn't want to wear, which he had a chashash, and maybe it's not called wearing something. Which is balkarfai. Okay, whatever the reason is, Rukhan can yet explain the chaznish like that. But uh, barring the chaznish, the most person can seem to think, think the wool is like a khumra. And not just, uh, there isn't a problem with that. Okay, so what could go wrong with the baguette? The ikka problem which can go wrong with the baguette is the baguette gets torn. Now, what's the problem with the baguette it's torn? So let's explain what the end of the baguette is. The halakha is that when a person puts a, the tzitzis onto the baguette, he has to put it on the corner, which is the corner. If he puts it too far into the baguette, it's not the corner anymore, and therefore he's not yet there. What's the din of the corner? The din of the corner is within three fingers, three spots of the end of the baguette in both directions. So in other words, if you make the corner of the baguette three spots away from it in both directions, that gives you a square. 
in, it has to be within that amount and not less than the Keshara Godel. It can't be right on the edge, but it can't be too far into the edge. So there's a place where the, where the strings are allowed to be. Okay, so we have we have a you're right we have a, a standard shearing of how big a finger is. Every tzitzis in the world has that square around the corner and yeah. it's in there. Now you'll notice that they always give a second layer of material around the corners, and the reason is pashat, and that is there's a natural tear on the bag because the tzitzis pull, and it's just something hold on to them, and then no matter it's going to pull the bag, it's going to start tearing the bag. So what's that lacha if the the bag tears in the place where the tzitzis is, and now the tzitzis is much nearer the end of the bag because it's torn the cloth. Which is not an unusual thing to happen. And Nalacha is, it's still kosher. As long as it hasn't torn off completely, as long as it started in the right place, even though now the bagot is torn, it's still kosher. If the bagot tears, now it's much nearer the end, it's still kosher, and like I said, as long as it hasn't completely torn off. However, there's a point, Halacha, which not everybody knows, and that is, if my tzitzis tears by the konach, I'm not allowed to sew it up. This is what the gzair of Rashi and of Amram gone, and that is, if I sew up the bagot, then the thread that I used to sew the gagged, people might use it for the tzitzis also. Because now I have a loose thread coming off the corner, and I might use that as one of my tzitzis threads, and I've not yet said, because it's not a, it's not, it wasn't meant for tzitzis, it was just a thread which was used to sew the gagged, and therefore it's brought that a person can't sew the gagged up within three, within the conoff where the tzitzis are meant to be. And therefore if the tzitzis does tear there, you're better leaving it torn, as long as it's still hanging on, and not, you're not sewing it up. You're not meant to, be, you're not meant to sew up the, the conoff. That's the dinner of Rashi. Which way is the tzitzis meant to hang? So, the halakha is that the tzitzis is, this is the end of my baguette, the tzitzis isn't meant to hang down. The tzitzis is meant to be over the corner, and if that's the case, I have to make it go sideways, so when the tzitzis falls, it falls over the corner. Right? Look here, do I think everyone knows the halakha. But therefore, when I tie them up, I don't tie them down, I tie them sideways, and the tzitzis, the threads fall over the edge. Now, it's brought that a person shouldn't make it on the, on the angle going over the edge. That's what the stokim did. A person should make it on the side. That's enough that it goes sideways down. If it falls and it slips out of its place and it falls to the bottom, just pick it up again. It's not a problem. Now, some people, as a result, that they tie the tits very tight that it holds them to, like it kind of crunches the baguette so it doesn't move out of its place. That's okay. It's not okay. So once, it, once the knot was, and once the hole was three, or less than three agudals into the baguette, the fact that I'm tying it tight enough that it's going to hold the baguette tight is not a problem. That's okay. If you don't like it, you don't think it looks nice, you want to tie it to this looser, that's also okay. But if it tends to slip to the bottom, just pick it up. Now, the, well, this halakha is interesting, is because since the principle of halakha is that it's meant to hang down over the corner, when it comes to your talus gadol, so you have to notice when you wear your talus how, how it falls. Because the talus isn't like the tzitzit, it just falls straight. The talus, you throw it over your shoulder so the angle turns. So very often, you have to put the, the, the thread of the talus the other way so it falls over the corner, depending, like I said, how you're holding your talus, which way it's going to be holding when you when you put it on, which way the, the, the threads fall. But like the Rav said, a lot of times they divide the tzitzit with talus and the tzitzit are already tied on it. And they just tied it tighter, so they... So then as long as, they, as long as they did it the right way around, it's fine. But how do you tell? When you wear your talus, notice, where's the thread? And it's falling over the edge. So, yeah, so they, they should have made, had, had taken the stachashman, and, and then it's which, which way to tie it, yeah. right, so it falls over the edge. Well, what, what's the source of this? I just, this is the first time I've heard this. The Rambam holds the person only adds them into the right son And what does Rambam have to do? I to discuss... And that's a, a Gemara which uh, is not that practical today. Let's just discuss why. The Gemara said if a person finds that he's wearing a talus in Shabbos 
and he finds the Tharas is possible. And he finds the Tharas is possible. Then obviously, if he's in a place where there's no Eruv, he has to take it off. You're not allowed to wear a Tharas which is possible on Shabbos. Why not? It's a baguette. I'm wearing it like a robe. So why can't I wear my Tharas which is possible on Shabbos? The answer is the problem is not the baguette. The problem is the strings. The strings are something which are not bottled to the baguette. They were meant to be titsis. And once the titsis are possible, so now I'm carrying them. If that's the case, I can't carry the tzitzis and Shabbos. And therefore, the halacha is, if a person's in a place when there's no Eruv, the Gemara says, he has to push a talis at Bashuk. He has to take off his talis in public because it's too bad. You can't carry it on Shabbos. Now, the, the, the person who asked the question, if that's the case, can I walk home with my talis at night? There's no mitzvah tzitzis at night. So can I, can I, well, let's say, can I wear my talis at night? So I want to walk home. Where's it? Nagea and Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, we wear talis for married. Let's say I wanted to walk home with my talis after marriage. Is there a problem? Why is it not in the air with the sisters, with the talis cover? Oh, good. Asking talis cover. Not the same question, right? And they answer, as long as it's kosher, then it's not a problem. The chatzit, it only becomes carrying when it's possible, because it's not doing anything. When it's still kosher, then it's sitis, and there's no problem wearing sitis. We can add to this, we saw the shit of And that is, if I'm wearing a bagged yom, even if it's the middle of the night, I'm still mechuyim in sitis. And the this is a bagged yom. I'm still dressed in my day clothes, so for sure I'm having to see if it happens to be at night. And therefore, a, a, a talus which has become possible, a person's not allowed to wear on Shabbos. The person can ask the question, what, what, what's going to do with Shabbos? That's just during the week. The mice are out now, I'm wearing a four-cornered dagger without it. It's something over, I'm not, it's against the rice. So why don't I take it off every day? So the person can answer, and they say it's a dinner of covered abris. And it's embarrassing to have to undress in public, or to throw off my talus, or if everyone's wearing a talus. And therefore, when it comes to a loita, I say, Chilol Shabbos, I don't have a choice. When it comes to Bittul, I say, which means I'm wearing a full corner garment without tzitzis, so for that I'm allowed to be making on covered abyss. Same thing, the post can say, that in a place where a person's only in Rosh Hashanah the Rabbanan, we call a Karmelis, the same halach is going to apply. Covered abyss is going to be more chashav than the Isra of carrying the Karmelis, and therefore the Mishaburah Paskans, and what the Gemara said, a person has to take off his clothing in public if it doesn't, if it's a puzzle, would only apply if he had a Rosh Hashanah which, as is well known, the Shabrush Shetah is as commonly impossible today. And therefore, the Gemara would only apply in very, very specific circumstances. But what I wanted to get to is a big Chiddush, which the person can bring down. And I said, if that's the case, if Kavad Abriyas, we say, is more Choshev than being a battle in Asay, by wearing a beggar, which is got four coins and no Tzitzis, let's say a guy comes to show, he takes out his titles, and he sees the titles as possible. Now, he's going to be the only one who should not wear a talus. So, can he put the talus on? Without a bracha, obviously. Can he put the talus on not to be different to everybody else? You know, once we say covered abrius, so can he put something on that's covered abrius so they shouldn't be like seen as being different and being embarrassed? Or is the only idea you don't have to take it off? And when one is on, it can stand, we can't put it on. So, the person can bring down, and the husband brings also and others, that if Taka person is embarrassed to be there without a talus, he's allowed to put on the talus. Obviously, he can't make a bracha on it. But that upon the Tadis because uh, Kavad Abrius would work in that case as well. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, what could go wrong with Tadis and what to do about it. One last point. If the baggage of the Tadis rips, the person's wearing the baggage, the baggage rips, at what stage does it become something which is no longer right for Tadis? So the halacha is that it has to rip in such a way that it's a rubber, is, 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 like there's a certain shear that the Tadis has to be. When most of that shear is torn, so now it's no longer right as a baggage for that. And if that's the case, it won't be it won't be something which is high of incentives. And if that would be the case, then, for example, let's say the shoulder straps there. So that's not a bag anymore. You can't wear it. 
if that's the case, if you would fix it, you might have to re-put it. You have to take it to yourself and put them on again. Because Berega something loses its shame baggage. So now, when you fix it, now the titsis come, we call Taisarabinasi, it's gone backwards. The titsis were there before the baggage. So that's the case, but it's going to have to untie the titsis and retie them, because now he's going to bag it back, he has to start off and make the titsis again. So you untie them all the way? All the way. Until the last night. Right, that's what's the guy to Psalim and the 